the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to the Monday edition of tonight's Andrea K. Show, kicking off a new week here. Usually I say that Monday is my favorite day of the week because I have a great weekend where I chill, recharge my batteries, have fun with family and friends, and just get all ready to go to launch it out the gate here for another week of sharing this time with you guys, taking on the lefties and fighting hard for truth and for conservative values. But this weekend, a whole lot of panic and fear uh, legitimately so, in my opinion, uh, on the part of many consumers, in part because many of us didn't get our degrees in economics and in finance, and we're busy trying to run our businesses and raise our family, and we don't have control over these areas. A lot of panic and concerns around banking, around banks, our entire financial system, the stock market, investments, etc. We're going to share what we what we know, some information, hopefully more information than you've heard elsewhere. We'd like to do that. Um, I know, for example, I think it was Friday's show with Reggie Littlejohn. I got comments. It was either Friday or Thursday when we had Reggie on. Got comments from people that I was the only show talking about what she shared on the show about the pandemic treaty. Uh, I reached out to over the weekend, actually to financial thought Dr. Dave Elhoff to be here uh, tonight. Uh, Elhoff always has, not only does he have a different process when it comes to money and investments, but he also looks at things a little bit differently. And it could be because he's that former Navy pilot guy. He tends to not get swayed by the emotions of a situation and, and tries to look at the entire picture that's going on. So I'm glad to have him come on here. Um, but I, we also want to hear from you tonight. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. I posed a question on the socials earlier today. I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how scared are you right now about the banks? And I got everything across the board on Facebook, um, but it was actually far more tilted to fear. And so I'm going to hopefully try to read some of those comments out throughout the show, but I'd also like to hear from you live if you feel comfortable. 888-344-1170. We don't have to use your name if you just want to share your thoughts. I do this show for you guys, really, so I want to engage you in this, and hopefully um, we can you know, help, help each other understand what's going on, help us maybe have a plan of action, and just have a greater understanding of what's going on. Speaking 
speaking of Facebook, I'm not yet live. They don't tell me anymore when my restrictions end. They just like to keep me hanging. Hanging out on that limb, as soon as I find out, I'll let y'all know. I do a test earlier in the day to tell me that tells me whether or not they're going to let me go live. And um, so I will post when I'm able to go live going further. All right. Speaking of going further, before I go any further, I got to bring in this man. It's my partner. Every night of the week, it's DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, you, yeah, go further. Go further. No, no, no need for long introductions. We got lots to dissect tonight. Yeah. Well, I, should I pose the question to you to start, my man? Um, on a scale of one to ten, and I know you don't have as much time to dig into details as, as I am with, with all your variety of duties, um, but on a scale of one to ten, how nervous are you about the banking system? I mean, I'll just say it like I've said it before. I mean, there may be more here than we than we even know because uh, the Fed has been trying to push us to a new system of economics. So uh, 10 out of 10. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I don't know that I'm at a 10 yet, but I guess it's because I kind of understand that the long-term plan that involved COVID, the shots, LBGTQ, movement and transing the social justice stuff is one of the things that that hopefully we're going to help you take away tonight from this is that this is it this is the perfect proof the story of s s uh silicon valley bank svb proof that the social justice warrior stuff i have been saying for years that the Republican Party need to stop ignoring the social justice warrior stuff, um, that there's no such thing as being socially liberal and fiscally conservative because they're tied together. It's a part of the overall plan to usher in communism in the United States through the social justice warrior nonsense. And the Republican Party refused to talk about it. The only thing they want to talk about is lower lower taxation and low regulation. And now we see... Part of what happened, if not a huge part of what happened with Silicon Valley Bank, was the convergence of social justice warrior crap and the economy. In fact, you don't even have to listen to me. Uh, Here, who does not respect Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus, who have for years has been saying he couldn't get Home Depot launched today. He couldn't. We don't have a business environment that it would allow Home Depot to be launched today. And here's what he had to say. And if you don't respect Bernie Makos, if you don't respect somebody who launched Home Depot, probably one of the most successful American brands and businesses that is now global, if you don't have a respect for what this man has to say with business, you know, maybe it's time for you to sign off and go watch another season of The Symptoms. Sim- Simpsons. He- Simpsons. Here's what he had to say, clip eight. I think that the system... I think that the administration has pushed many of these banks into more concern about global warming than they do about shareholder return. Uh, And these banks are badly run because everybody is focused on diversity and all of the woke issues and not concentrating on one thing they should, which is shareholder returns. Uh, instead of protecting the shareholders and their and their employees, uh, they're more concerned about the social policies. Absolutely. It's exactly what they did. 
Um, there's a, a great article on Breitbart today written by Andy Puzner, who talks about this. And um, one of the things that he also talks about here is you're going to hear claims um, that this is this is, you know, Trump's this is Trump's failure, right? That this is Trump deregulated and got rid of Dodd-Frank. I want to I want to uh, read to you some some highlights from this article on Breitbart by Andy Puzner. Uh, he says, as of Monday afternoon, and by the way, as this morning, they had to halt uh, shares, uh, uh, halt um, transactions involving shares because uh, First Republic Bank deposits were down, I think, not deposits, but First Republic Bank shares were down 60-something percent. Um, other ones were tanking. Um, even the big the big banks were off. And then as of uh, Monday afternoon, stock prices of at least 20 regional banks plummeted, uh, which triggered a trading halt. Um, hedge fund billionaire Bill Aikman is warning that unless U.S. government steps in to guarantee the regional bank deposits of all Americans, then the entire economy may cease to function. We got to be very careful before we basically have the United States government taking over our financial system because that's ultimately what they want. Let they, they want to use social justice warrior nonsense or all of all liberal policies ultimately are based in that. Liberalism is where liberty goes to die. Liberalism is ultimately about the, the, the sequence of events is ultimately about creating a failure and then claiming that the solution to the failure that they created as a government is more government. And that's what's going on here. And they actually use social justice warrior nonsense uh, as a part of the strategy. But getting back to um, to uh, the lead up to this, in 2021, Clinton and Obama White House economist Larry Summers warned that Biden's $1.9 trillion spending spree called the American Rescue Plan was a severe economic threat. This was Obama's guy. And he called it the least responsible economic policy in 40 years. Former Obama economic advisor Stephen Ratner called it the original sin. And both men recognized that government spending would trigger like this would trigger runaway inflation that would inevitably require the Federal Reserve to impose sky high interest rates. But despite the warning, the trillions in government spending kept going. Elhoff has been warning about government spending and warning about government spending. He'll be on with us shortly. The American Rescue Plan, quote, was followed by an infrastructure and greedy green energy spending bill nonsensically named the Inflation Reduction Act. And by the way, how many Republicans signed on for these? How many Republican skins signed on for these? So this article goes on to say it's no surprise that SVB was the first bank to fail because they filled their coffers with deposits of Silicon Valley entrepreneurs who were shared showered billions in dollars of investments from these Biden green energy and American rescue plan policies. Right. Um, He goes on to explain that in Biden's overheating economy, capital was easy to come by. But the article says those who live by the sword die by the sword because the bank took these deposits and invested them in low-yield bonds and low-yield treasuries. And then as interest rates went up, right, uh, in order to specifically cool the economy, tech sector investments dried up because the majority of this bank stuff was startups and which involved tech primarily. So their holdings value went down. 
And the article goes on to explain, shouldn't they have seen this coming? Yeah, they should have, but they were they were looking elsewhere. And specifically, where were they looking? He says, you can go look to their website and see where their attention was. He says, you can read all about its, quote, commitments and progress to date in the diversity, equity, and inclusion. And of course, they used ESG reporting as they stated on their website, that it recognizes the significant economic threats of climate change. In a 2022 report, the president and CEO of SVB's parent company touted the firm's long history of serving the ESG sector that has enabled us to seize opportunities to build a better world, da-da-da-da. They further committed to, quote, write at least $5 billion in loans to, quote, support client sustainability businesses and pledged to be car neutral by 2025. So they mismanaged money and, and made it be about DEI. And the investments that they did make in like bonds and treasuries were stupid because of the inflation situation. So the article goes on to say that instead of been looking at climate change, they should have been paying attention to economic threats, but not just them. Because back and following the 2008 financial crisis, there was a financial stability oversight council that was created just for this purpose to sound the alarm on lurking threats. Who's on that council? None other than Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell, and Gary Gensler, head of the Securities and Exchange Commission. And what have they been focusing on? In their last meeting, it was about, quote, climate-related financial risk, which the group identified as, quote, an emerging threat to U.S. financial stability, not on the real financial risks involved in this banking situation like SVB which was probably a very similar situation with Signature Bank in New York. And how do we know that? Because who was on the board of directors of Signature Bank in New York? None other than um, Frank, Barney Frank himself. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Elhoff to pick up the conversation. Every issue involving this bank was government and Democrat created. Why are the taxpayers going to have to pay for it? That's what's coming next. Stay tuned. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. All right. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We got it. We got the disclaimer there. (laughs) You know who else we have with us? We got the man himself, financial thought doctor. This is how important I am, people. I can email Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, on a Saturday and tell him I need him on Monday at 615, and he's available to me. That's how important I am, people. All right. With that being said, welcome back to the show, my dear. Usually I have you on Wednesdays, but I needed you on tonight. No problem. All right. All right. We got we got a bad we got some bad sound right now. You are you? We need you to get out of the sauna. Okay. Okay. Join the rest of us, po folk. I was talking on the wrong phone. Oh. <laughs> 
All right, call sign Fighting Meadows. Let me catch you up with what I shared with the listeners at the top of the show. I shared with them really what went wrong in terms of SVB in some ways. I talked about uh, the fact that they were overly focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, not being focused. I played a sound clip from the founder of Home Depot who said that they're – first and foremost priority should have been um, their shareholders and investor returns, not diversity and equity inclusion, which is what they were all about. I talked about how in 2021, um, Obama's own people were warning, uh, own economic advisors like Larry Summers were warning about his American Rescue Plan, quote, what he called the Rescue Plan, as well as the Recovery Act, the big spending that paved the way for this because with the big spending caused inflation, then interest rates had to get jacked. And you take a bank that's not managing its money well and not managing its investments well, and then suddenly they're not getting a lot of money in and they crash and burn. That's my assessment so far, uh, how far I've gotten. Did I get anything wrong there? I don't think so. Okay. The other thing is they also made a lot of investments in green energy that didn't work out what a surprise well that's part of their diversity and equity equity and inclusion yeah. nonsense instead of i mean they're all about startups and their focus was um investing in startups and dealing with startups and loaning money to startups that were all diversity equity inclusion social justice warrior green energy crap and then i also talked about how after the 2008 uh, banking disaster that happened. There was a regulatory commission, an oversight board that has Janet Yellen, um, Fed Chair Powell, the head of the S. Gelson, the head of the SEC. They're supposed to be raising red flags and overseeing this. And their focus has been on green energy and climate change. And yet, but Biden's coming out today and blaming Trump. And then he says, and I want to play this clip for you and get your reaction now that you're caught up on what I've shared so far. This is Joe Biden patting himself on the back for the way that he saved the situation. Skins, please play clip nine. I want to briefly speak about what's happening in Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. Your thoughts, Elhoff. Biden, Joe Biden in for the rescue. Well, here's the interesting thing. You know, we've had these things before, and in the first couple days, they explain what has happened. You know, that's not all there is to it. Right. As days go on, as weeks go on, we're going to find out more about what happened and what caused it. Yes, maybe they had overexposure to uh, bonds and uh, corporate bond portfolios in interest rates that were low. And then as interest rates go up, if they're forced to sell after interest rates go up, they're going to take a bath. And that's what basically happened on that portion. Now, the green energy and all the other effects that might take place because of this fall is remains to be seen. And a lot of people are saying, well, this is unusual. You know, during Trump administration, how many banks failed? I don't recall any. None. 
So now we have this situation where a president's come in, changed everything that the prior administration did, and everything he did was the opposite. And there is where he is at blame for a lot of this. And he won't take the blame on it. They're not going to take it. The democratic process or the Democrats that are in control of these things are not going to take the blame. There's some. Excuse me for interrupting, but before I forget, there are some that you say that we may not have all the truth for a while. I'm wondering how much truth, and I and I wasn't even sure I was going to raise this because I don't I, I I don't have any any facts on this. But there is speculation that this bank could have been sold. Barney Frank said for the bank that he was a chairman of the board on Signature Bank in New York. He felt like the feds came in too quickly to seize, that they should have been allowed to reopen and try to work their way out of it. And there's some people saying today that when it, when it comes to Silicon Valley Bank, that they think there could have been a buyer, but that the buyer and the plan wasn't according to lefty, you know, social justice warrior economic ideals. And I wonder what, I wonder if we're going to find that out because for the, because this is just so much a part of to me what what seems like just a typical process of communist marxist government bad policy let's and and part of the u.s government's history too we're going to create a mess with the government involvement we're going to create a mess with politics and then we're going to act like the government the government is the solution by more and more and more regulation um, and I and I and and therefore the and, and goal might be for the U.S. government to the Biden administration, the Democrats to destroy our banking system uh, with a, a lot of bad economic policy just so that they can seize control over it in the end. Your thoughts? Well, I think that's been their desire all along is to try and get control of our savings, try to get control of our 401ks and IRAs. And then he comes out with this stupid idea of raising taxes at this point in time. Mm -hmm. As I sent over that report this morning, if that were to happen, it would devastate the economy. And it wouldn't just be the U.S. economy. It'd be a worldwide thing. And then what are they going to do? They're going to try and come in with some stupid great reset Mm -hmm. to change everything the way they're doing and get control of these assets while there's still assets there. Yeah, I don't remember in the, and I should have refreshed my memory, I read the report you sent me this morning, and I don't remember the increase in the corporate tax rate. It was a huge drop, jump, like double digits on the tax. Well, they're talking capital gains going from 23 to 46%. Right, yeah, wow. Yeah. And the same thing with the uh, higher income tax bracket was going to go to 46%. That's the exact opposite of what needs to be taking place. And what we need is less regulation, not more regulation. And that talks about the situation is, did they jump in too soon? I don't know. Yeah, we won't know. We won't know. Uh, We're talking to Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor. I want to read to you a thread. It's a quick one from Congressman Massey, um, who... Um, I I like. Um, And he said this, let's review the Federal Reserve Bank's many roles and how each of them enabled the SVB failure malfeasance. Number one, Santa Claus. By keeping interest rates artificially low, Fed stimulated the economy and nudged those with capital into the VC venture capitalist space, creating demand for 
bank like SVB. Number two, arsonist. Fed created $5 trillion out of thin air so Congress could inject this money into the economy. Elhoff is always telling us about this print in the money. He goes on to say, there wasn't $5 trillion to borrow during COVID and certainly not at the low rates imposed by the Fed. Inflation was off to the races thanks to dilution. Number three, firefighter. After setting the blaze, the Fed came to the rescue to fight inflation by rapidly increasing interest rates. As a result, net VC startup deposits into SVB slowed while assets held by SVB, long-term low-interest government debt, became less valuable. Um, Number four, trauma doctor. Will the Fed play a role in bailing out SVP depositors and other banks, possibly by lowering rates, buying their holdings at above value, or creating more money for bailouts? None of these are free. But the Fed becomes Santa Claus again, and inflation rages on. He wraps up by saying, we, the American people, would be better off if the Federal Reserve Bank, an instrument of the very wealthy and connected, did not exist to socialize the risk of insiders while distorting our economy, destroying jobs, and devaluing our current economy, currency. Do we get rid of the Fed? Do you agree with Thomas Massey? Well, the Fed, if you, I don't know what they do. To be honest with you, they Good don't answer. do anything. <laughs> but, but policy, you know, their policies have what caused this problem. You know, and, and uh, Brian Westbury from First Trust Corporation, a well-known economist, yeah. he is saying interest rates are not going to solve it. It is the money supply. The yep. M2 money supply is too great. Now in 2020 and 2021, they had their highest increase. In 2022, the money supply dropped off dramatically, more so than ever before. And that's what's going to control inflation is holding down the money supply and not giving money away the way this administration likes to do. That means cut off Ukraine, people. Stop stop sending money to Zelensky. Carry on. Yeah. So if you look at the Fed and the the president's administration on there, the administration in there, they hate business. Yes. They don't have a single businessman on the administration or any of the key staffers. Right. And they hate business. That's why they want to do this green energy thing, thinking that's going to solve the problems of the world. The earth is not going to blow up because they're going to have green energy. Well, that costs money. In the meantime, the cheapest flow of energy, the, the uh, hydrocarbons, which we have plenty of, and it's cheap to produce, cheaper than these things that don't work. Well, um, you know, one of the things I'm not going to do with you tonight, El Hoff, is I'm not going to have you do, like I've seen a lot of, watched a lot of shows today, watched a lot of people giving financial and economic advice. One of the things I'm not going to do is have El Hoff um, start telling you specific instructions on things to do, like I've seen today, which I thought was irresponsible by some people today, has, saying, go buy, you know, sell... Uh, 
pull out all your cash out of a bank except, you know, um, you know, and go buy six weeks worth of food and shove it all under your mattress uh, with what's re- left. Um, pull out everything out of the market and go buy gold. I, 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 Elhoff is not here to do that. That's not how we roll. Hopefully, I, I don't I don't want to be doing that tonight. I, in fact, I talked to somebody today who was panicking and I said, look, you, you need to be dealing with a financial advisor who's not going to do knee jerk um responses like that i mean none of that made sense to me today it all seemed like just panic responses well it's fear and that's what the left wants to do is instill fear in you so that you don't make sound decisions they want you to sell out which creates a panic and buy gold and what's that going to do yeah maybe gold's going to skyrocket but what's that going to do for you it may not be the answer to all the things that are out there for you. There's a lot of decisions that you can make that do not include having a panic attack and yes. rushing to the bank and taking your cash and putting it under your mattress. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I actually, when I asked you Saturday if you could come on tonight or yesterday, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was kind of shocked today by what I felt was a lot of irresponsible uh, suggestions and advice uh, given today. Um, I, I, I want to read a couple of, see if I can read a couple before I have to let you go. I'm past point of a break. I, I wanted to see if I could read a couple of comments on Facebook with, I put it on the socials today on a scale of one to 10. How scared are you? Um, and here was some of my responses. Some said not worried at all. Somebody said a two. Somebody said, I'm very afraid they're setting us up for digital currency. If it stops at these two banks, we're probably okay. But if it keeps going, we better all look out for the next new world order step. I think we need to be thinking down the road and, and it, you know, as Elhoff's always telling you guys, don't be panicked, but be smart and start, you know, yeah. um, and, and be smart and start making moves that are smarter than what the traditional people are telling you. Um, Edward says nine because we can't trust the government. Um, I think if it's just a situation to where where I'm concerned is it should be very clear to everybody that what happened with SVB was basically mismanagement of money and investments and the wrong focus for what to do with their money. And I think if we can get we can get people to understand that it doesn't have to happen at, you know, at all the other banks. Um, so I, I, I think it's really probably more situation of even not even the diversity, equity, inclusion stuff as much as it was, is that they, you know, they were over, you know, they made bad, they, they were over invested in low interest bonds and treasuries. Um, I don't want people to panic. I just want people to start paying attention, get educated and talk to somebody like Elhoff who will, who will actually calmly, unemotionally look at the situation and give you good long-term sound advice that's not based in panic. And so that's why I appreciated that article you sent to me today. And so, in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repost that on the socials. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Did you have a final message before you, before you sign off and tell everybody how to get a hold of you? Yes. Uh, yeah. Folks, you just can't buy into fear every time they put it out there. In fact, out of fear comes a lot of opportunities. So what I want people to do is sit back, relax for a little bit. Yeah, you might need to make some minor adjustments, but don't overreact. So what I'm suggesting people to do is analyze and get someone to help them do that. And that's what I do with my model. And I put your stuff on a model, and then we do the what-if games and series and try to take into account everything that could possibly happen. Mm -hmm. 
And the way to get a hold of me is 619-548-0965. Had a couple calls last week. I'm meeting with those people this week. And I'm trying to calm them down and say, okay, what do we have to work with? And right. where can we go from here? Right. And it may involve gold. It may involve yep. pulling some cash out because you're you're in a in a interest bearing account that's not getting you much return. I just don't want you to just knee jerk because somebody on a TV says to go and, you know, and do all that. I, I want it to be a part of an overall strategy for you that makes sense for you given your particular circumstance. So that's why, you know, I, I wanted to address that tonight. We don't we don't start knee jerk just throwing out ideas. Everybody goes sell everything and buy gold. When was the last time you went into Ralph's and got a loaf of bread with a gold coin? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, well, the other thing is this, is folks out there, I had an old guy give me advice many, many years ago working on a farm. Don't believe anything of what you hear and only half of what you see. Ooh, and it also <laughs> makes for a great song, too, by the way, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> All right, give your, give, <laughs> give your number out one last time, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for being a calming voice. Appreciate it. Thank you. Look, when you've landed planes on aircraft carriers, you 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 know you gotta you gotta know how to keep it calm, right? All right, and you guys keep it tuned right here because we will be back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy, The Answer, San Diego. of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Speaking of donuts, I got my little mini pack of donuts here that I can, I'm going to be eating at the top of the hour. Um, let's talk about something pleasant, shall we? Shall we talk about Urban uh, uh, Urban Iron Mountain Outfitters, my favorite store in San Diego? Let's talk about that for a moment. Something positive. And by the way, you you know, instead of panicking, we still got to be wise about our money, and that includes buying good quality clothing at better prices than you can get on the internet, and that is at Iron Mountain Outfitters. Whether you're a working man or woman or not, uh, these the Carhartt pants, which I think are absolutely on trend and super cool and hot looking, especially on men. They got a whole wall of these Carhartt pants, right? They've got all kinds of gear and clothing for women, everything from shirts and shackets and jackets and scarves and hats. I mean, everything that you would possibly need on top of all kinds of accessories, including luggage. I mean, the the uh, the Filson luggage they got there is absolutely amazing. And then on top of it, stay tuned 6 to 8 p.m. here every night of the week for a chance to win a $50 gift certificate. So you got to listen to You can't win it if you don't listen. So you got to stay tuned and we will be giving that away. We've got one more this month and another one next month. So you're going to want to stay tuned. And there's always that uh, pot of what's the uh Something about the cloud. There's always a silver lining on the cloud, babies. And here it is in terms of good gear at good prices. Iron Mountain Outfitters partnering with us on a $50 gift certificate. But but it's so amazingly priced, you don't even need the gift certificate to go and really get some great, great quality clothing and accessories at good prices. 8493 
La Mesa Boulevard, 8493 La Mesa Boulevard. Look for the standing bear outside and look for the coolest doggy in the world next to Gator Dapper Dan on the inside, as well as PJ, who's going to hook you up. Okay. Um, before the break, we were talking to Elhoff, and one of the things he mentioned was that it, you think it's bad now. It's going to get really worse if Biden gets what he wants uh, with the tax plan, right? I mean, and, and we've got to have reality we need to hear more from obama's former economic people coming out and screaming as to the reality of what's going on we need as elhoff said we need a true autopsy to tell us exactly what killed svb we need an actual autopsy report and not crap like barney frank blaming his bank and saying cryptocurrencies uh were the issue um when the reality is um uh, digital currency um, had nothing at all to do with this. This didn't have anything to do with digital currency. Uh, in an interview with Bloomberg, uh, Frank blamed the uh, cryptocurrencies, which hadn't existed when he and his fellow lawmakers were grappling with the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008. And quite frankly, this collapse is very similar. I, you know, I don't want to hear that there's differences. The difference is, is there's not smart money. The housing crisis was dumb money. It was bad loans to people that couldn't afford it. Bad money management. And then the expectation is, or the play is, the government's going to come in and rescue it. It's not about cryptocurrencies. In fact, according to this article, Frank didn't address the fact that crypto had become a key growth vehicle for Signature Bank under his direction. So we got it. We got it. And, and that's where we need a true media in this country that's going to actually do proper reporting and investigation. Um, this is uh, the New York Post article, but I can only imagine what CNN and MSNBC, what they're pushing to gullible minds out there. We got we got to get real overall about the budget and their fiscal irresponsibility going on in our country. I kind of like Senator Kennedy's plan on what we should do with Biden's budget proposal. Clip 10. Um, The president's budget took my breath away. Um, (laughs) His numbers are extraordinary. We're going to run out of digits here. Yeah, it's a six point nine trillion dollar budget, four point seven trillion dollars in new taxes that will affect everyone over 10 years, 18 trillion dollars in new debt, a cut to defense. The president says that his budget will solve our financial problems in Medicare and Social Security. That's not true. Uh, Anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. The Wall Street Journal just reported that the president's budget will will add eight, rather 11 trillion dollars in a financial shortfall to Social Security and Medicare. Uh, The only way I know how to improve the president's budget is with a shredder. Wow. And the people who voted, nobody, 80 million people did not vote for Joe Biden. But the people that did, is this what you voted for? Fears over whether or not you're going to be able to, you're a single mother with your business on Etsy and you can't get to your money today. And you've been barely getting by selling t-shirts out of your garage on an Etsy account. And Etsy was part of SVB. Did you vote for Biden? 
Because you know what, Skins? We, you know, we, other people in the media can do a great job of telling the truth. New York Post in their articles, Newsmax and One American News, uh, you know, legit, Real America's Voice can do legitimate reporting of the, of the truth about what's going on out there in the economy. We had Larry Sumner's, Summers, Obama's guy in 2021, screaming about the spending that's going on. But, but the American people, we've got to wise up. Stop voting for this. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of the first hour of tonight's Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. You scared about the banks? Are you feeling a little bit better after what we shared? I don't know. Tell me what's on your minds, my peeps. 888-344-1170. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Yep. What does this SVB bank story um, remind me of? Hmm. Our healthcare system? Right. What caused all the issues in our healthcare system to which the Democrats decided in the Obama administration decided the solution was Obamacare? It was government intervention. The government got involved in our health care and our insurance uh, business and our private medical lives many, many years ago, started making our health care as part of our as part of our employment and on and on and on. So it was government involvement that destroyed our healthcare system and made it overly expensive and messed up our access to care and got between us and the doctors. And it's only gotten worse with the government involved, hasn't it? Yeah. Isn't that what we see happening with the banks? The government involvement always makes things worse and they never want to admit that. They just say, you know what? The government wasn't involved enough. We just need more government involvement, more government controls. What did I say at the beginning of COVID? The answer to every problem is freedom. This country was founded on the idea of a free market, free enterprise, individual liberty, individual accountability, not government controlling your life, your bank, your money, your this, your that. I'm going to quickly go to emails real quick. Got an email from a listener. Whatever Biden says, we know that the opposite is true. So discouraging. Absolutely zero hope in the banking system. I watched an interview with Glenn Beck talking about the corruption of the World Bank, the deep church, quote, of the Vatican in cahoots with the deep state. No accountability with the Vatican Bank and Pope Francis meeting with the heads of the deep state. Where else is George Soros packing his tens of billions? Great questions. I'm not aware of those ties between... The Vatican, the deep state, and the World Bank. Um, um, ultimately, I have no faith in our government either. I never put faith in government. Um, but I, we have to continue to fight. Ultimately, we know how this ends, don't we, Christians? Um, switching gears quickly before the end of the show. Uh, COVID, which the government seized upon, which we helped create in a Wuhan lab, and the government seized upon to control our lives communistically, um, it was so wonderful and so great. We might as well pay for it twice. It was so nice. Let's pay for it twice. Right. Uh, clip five. Michelle, sources tell CBS News an investigation of this complexity could take at least six months to reach a conclusion about whether U.S. government agencies were billed twice for projects in Wuhan, China. The probe kicked <laughs> off after new information came to light from Congress. 
We are collecting evidence here um, and collecting facts. Former federal investigator Diane Cutler spent two decades combating white-collar crime and health care fraud. During the pandemic, Cutler turned her attention to U.S. government grants that supported coronavirus-related research in China. How many records have you viewed? Uh, my collection is certainly well over 50,000 documents. Records reviewed by CBS News indicate the U.S. government may have paid twice for projects at the Wuhan labs through the National Institutes of Health and the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID. Hey, that COVID crisis was so great, we paid for it twice. Fantastic. All right, hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show on its way. Don't you go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.